0: Good morning and welcome to aqua Community Voice, a show brought to you by WAKR, Be Me Community, highlighting the program and services of Bounce Innovation Hub, Bounce, located at 526 South Main Street. And in uh, particularly, we are promoting a program called CROW, which stands for Generating Real Opportunities and Wealth where we are helping and providing resources and services for non-tech minority entrepreneurs. Um, aspiring Entrepreneur class starts September the 30th. That's September the 30th. Um, it's booked. However, we do have a waiting list. If you're interested in getting on that waiting list, you can reach me at apps that's A-E-P-P-S, at bouncehub.org, bouncehub.org. Cat McDaniel is running a little late right now, but we decided to keep the revolution going a little faster. If you're listening to us on the radio, it is Sunday, 9.30 in the morning. Thank you for taking the time out. If you're listening to us, you found us on the web, the World Wide Web or the internet, then you check this out at www.aquacommunityvoice.com where you can share all of our content. Today, we have a really, 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 Good friend of mine, man. I met this brother about four or five years ago at the Akron Urban League we were starting an entrepreneur program called Ice House. And he was there at the, at the actual kickoff of the event. And I've seen him around and he sat me down and dropped some wisdom on me, he dropped some wisdom on me. And uh, now he is here on the cusp of a new program starting. And also, he's a serial entrepreneur himself. Uh, but more importantly, here to discuss something artistic that he was doing for the community. It's called Gospel, the Power of God for Salvation. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Terrence Shelton. Hey, what's going on? I'm doing <laughs> good. I'm doing good.
1: Man, how are you doing, brother? Man, this is a great day, man, and I am doing absolutely fantastic. I'm excited about some of the things that we got going on here in the community, particularly the play that's coming up that we'll probably talk about a later. But, man, I'm excited, you know, I'm excited. It's the first time you're on the show with us. Uh, With you, yes. Yes, yes. yes,
0: absolutely. Listen, we've been on the air for about five, six years now, and, man, it's always joyous to to have somebody that I respect and honor to be on the show. Uh, Man, I'm excited to have you in here. Likewise. I want to be able to get in your business. But before (laughs) we do that, we normally do some type of announcement. But before we even do the announcement, we do this thing called Morning Motivation. All right. So in the interest of being nine o'clock in the morning and people listening to us live on the air, we start a show, our show off with a quote that cat finds from the internet or I find from the internet or Frank Miller the third gives us or our sister station in Philadelphia give us. Um, you know, and I know we just, um, had our, um, inclusion, let me make sure I say this right, the Greater Akron Chamber Inclusion Summit that happened at Quaker um, Station. And shout out to Robert D. E. and everyone over there that's bringing awareness about um, diversity and inclusion. And I had to take a couple of notes at that event. Again, it was a great turnout. So, I'ma say something in, in the tradition of our Morning Motivation. Tell me what it means to you. we Will do. Okay. All right, I forget who said this. One of the brothers said this on stage, but he quoted somebody, so forgive me about the quote. It says, you cannot strengthen the weak by weakening the strong. Ooh. You cannot strengthen
1: the weak by weakening the strong. All right, Mr. Shelton, what does that mean to you? Well, you know, I work in schools right now, so I'm doing some part-time work, and my first thought came to bullying. And uh, when I think about uh, those who are bullies, they typically are uh, trying to make themselves strong because they are by by uh, working with or uh, negatively trying to impact another person. So that quote there, man, is very powerful in that uh, it, it just shows that those individuals who are uh, are weak aren't even strong, you know. So. Uh, but that first thought came it came to me was the bullying, man, and how people use their inadequacies to make themselves look big when in, in, in actuality uh, they have a lot of insecurities on their own. So, yeah, that's powerful. Okay. Again, the quote
0: is, you cannot strengthen the weak by weakening the strong. I look at it kind of like, let's look at it from a numbers perspective. Okay. Akron is thirty-two percent black, I believe. Okay, and um, I think that when it comes to inclusion or diversity or just being heard, being having a seat at the table, I think that if if you if you trying to be stronger, I think that you have to be able to strengthen the weak by you know bringing out more numbers, bringing more people in, bringing more people at the table, sitting them down. Um, I don't think. you you weaken the strong in doing that. So if you have the strong, and I mean strictly the multitude of people, um, the shot callers, the decision makers, um, most of those individuals are um, older white males. Mm -hmm. All right, so you're thinking women, you're thinking um, African American males, African American females as well, just, just brown, just people of color in general. I think that if we can educate, if we can um, make um, opportunities available, if we can even point to resources available, I think that strengthens the weak as it relates to numbers anyway. I'm not saying our people are weak, but in, in, in being able to uh, share stories or tell stuff from our perspective and be included in stuff, I think that if we as a as a, as a city be able to you know, point to these opportunities that exist or educate people. I think that way we can make the weaker stronger and, and not even have to worry about who is strong right now. It's just, I think it's the operation get your, get your health up, get your, get your weight
1: up. You and, and it's not so much just if, because the the, the reality of it is, you know, it's when. If it's not even the issue, it's you know it's making those opportunities available to us, you know, or to other people. Um, and once those opportunities are made available, people take advantage of them, and then they do what they do naturally, which is excel or or make the impact that their organization, group, or individual. Uh, position has called for so uh, if we and you know to me it's not even if we can because we can it's a choice of whether or not we will or won't uh, and that we do or don't Uh, I mean there has been so many people that I've ran across over my little short few years on this planet and uh, who have ideals who have opportunities who have vision to do some things and to accomplish some things in the city and as they're going to those venues to make those things happen, you know, oftentimes those doors are closed. Uh, the window is, is, you know, the opportunity, the windows of opportunities have passed. Um, the other, the, 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 those folks who can segue them into or introduce them into the into the market are no longer there. And it's always some barrier, you know. So it's not even if, man, it's just as those opportunities are available, then we can make, make, make good use of them. And I don't care who we are, whether they're black, brown, uh, men, women, children, you know, because uh, the opportunities out here in Akron is just being able to open up that the uh, the the doorway so that right. people can get in it. Yeah. Again, the morning motivation for today is you cannot strengthen the weak
0: by weakening the strong. We will be posting that on our blog at www. Community voice. And put it on our Facebook page as well Chime in, let us know what that means to you Okay again, you were listening to the voice of Terrence Shelton This guy do a number of things in the city I'm going to get right into it I know you're here to promote a play that you wrote But just to get our listeners familiar with who you are Tell us a little bit about yourself and
1: what do you do to contribute to better communities here in our beloved city? Well, as a graduate of Grambling state university, uh, one of the things my mentor told me when I was there is that oftentimes some of our best and our brightest, (laughs) they come and they get educated and they get all this information and then they move to another city or never return home. And so what happens is those small towns and those small cities, they tend to suffer from that. And so as a result of that, uh, that conversation that I had with him, it made me stop and think because my initial conversation with him, was, I'm never going back to Akron. You know, I didn't want to come back here. I don't want to have anything to do with Akron or Ohio. But just that small conversation motivated me to come back to Akron. And since I've been back, you know, I started out working in engineering uh, with Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company for 10 years uh, in the headquarters and then in the tire room with the tire designs, I realized that that wasn't my passion and, and wasn't my calling. As, as a minister, you say, okay, what is the guy you really want me to do? What should I be doing? And it calls for me to move and change my salary completely to uh, the University of Akron, where I began working as the associate director for the Upward Bound Program, and okay. in that ten-year stint, man, uh, it was like life-changing for me. The salary—the salary was almost half of what I was making at Goodyear, but I was—I I felt so fulfilled because I was operating in what I believe was my purpose and my calling, and uh, made a tremendous impact over the lives of of hundreds of students there who are now doing some phenomenal things. in the the city of Akron and across the state and even across the world. Uh, And that just continued to motivate me. And from that, I jumped into, uh, was promoted or catapulted into a position as a principal of an alternative school for Shaw High School. And that worked out really, really well, which landed me at the Ohio Department of Education and the Office of Community Schools, where I was uh, one of the first regional consultants that they had hired for that department. And in that capacity, working with individuals uh, companies, boards, school boards, management companies, and so forth. In that capacity, my job was to assist them in in opening up and developing charter schools. Uh, I had a region that was covered all the way from Toledo to Youngstown, Cleveland down to Columbus, and uh, and so working with those individuals, working with those families who were looking for something different, it gave me an opportunity to really utilize all those skills and talents and things that I had learned along the way to actually uh, do those things that were aligned with my calling and my purpose. Because that's it. To me, it's all about your call and about your purpose. And I think as, as young people, if we learn to develop our gifts uh, according to what it is that we're designed to do and purpose, then we won't make so many missteps and and have so many trials and errors trying to figure out what it is that we want to do and what it is that we're supposed to be doing. So, here I am, man. Uh, that that pushed me into a consulting position. Uh, I mean, not a position, but it made me to, to see how valuable being an individual consultant uh, is. And so I began, you know, my own consulting company, working with schools. Charter schools and uh, developers, um, school boards, management companies, and so forth, assisting them in opening up schools, um, uh, complying with state, federal, and local laws, uh, and, and the whole gamut. And of course, that's a challenge because you have traditional school systems and districts who you know, they're territorial and they have unions that protect them and so forth. So that was kind of like a battle, but it's really was helping those groups and individuals navigate through that process and getting those uh, options available for students. And that's kind of like what I do now still. I'm a consultant, an educational consultant. I just opened up another um, uh, company called Hope 24-7 Productions, uh, which is an entertainment, uh, music and theater uh, and event planning company. And that's what we hope to do is bring entertainment and uh, events into the Akron area.
0: Which brings us to, of course, Cat McDowell just stepped in a room. Hey there.
2: Hey, hi.
0: And um, we're going to go ahead and read the announcement real quick.
2: Okay. Hope Twenty Twenty 7 production presents uh, September 20th and 21st. Is it the gospel? Power of God for Salvation, a powerful, life-changing musical production, guaranteed to take you on an emotional roller coaster, transforming your life, leaving you uplifted in a memory you will never forget. It's going to be held at Bookdale Community Learning Center, 1040 Copley Road, Akron, Ohio, 44310. Doors open at 10. I'm sorry, at 6:30. Uh, performance at 7 p.m. Entry into auditorium will be limited once the show begins. General admission for adults are fifteen dollars. Under 18 is 12.50. Special discounts for groups of 15 or more. 1040 VIP passes for current Bookdale CLC community. Tickets can also be obtained from the following location. Eventbrite, Bookdale CLC school, store PTA, cast members, um, electronic transfer. For invoicing details, call 330-573-2774.
0: Captain Cadillac, we got a man of faith in here today. That's right. This is a social activist, serial entrepreneur, man of faith. <laughs> Some of that stuff, you know, you don't hear all in one person. Uh-huh. Talk to us about the need to want to start a, a business that that reach out through entertainment. Primarily, you, you know, your first ally is a spiritual endeavor?
1: Yes, yes. Um, Well, you know, I work with youth uh, part-time at one of the elementary schools here at Barber CLC. I'm gonna shout out to them. And working with students uh, over the years, whether high school students or elementary school students or even young adults in college, I find that a lot of them are now uh, faced with uh, um, with social media. And social media is not allowing them to have really interacting and engaging opportunities to meet with people across generations. And so in doing so, uh, there's not a lot of folks going to church anymore, there's not a lot of people uh, believing in uh, in religion, whether it's, you know, Christianity or Islam, or you got people falling away and they're going more into, um, um, uh, I guess I want to say, just not having faith at all to some mm-hmm. degree. And so what educates them or what informs them now is television. Uh, uh, what informs them now is is music, um, good or bad. What informs them now is videos, and and those sorts of things. And they bring that into their world as reality. And it, and it's very it's very conflicting because the morals are challenged, you know. And so when I came up with this play, uh, and I wrote this play over thirty three years ago, and here we are today, it's still relevant. So the whole idea behind the play is to give people another option, like. You know, and, and Christianity it teaches that, um, that Jesus is an example of who God is and he's the way and, and the light. And so a lot of people don't hear that story, the gospel story. What is that all about and how does Jesus even play in that? Was he black or white? We get in all kind of the conversations that spins us around these stories, but we never really read the stories or research them for ourselves. So the play is kind of like an opportunity for people to see the story in, in theatrical form and then to see how you take that story and relate it in today's time. And we're really excited about it because the music is really, it's, the music is on point. We got some awesome musicians uh, from around the Akron area. Uh, Arthur Grant um, plays bass guitar over at the, from the House of the Lord. We have Terrence Duckin, who's the minister of music over at uh, United Baptist Church, and Earl Witherspoon, who's a drummer um, from the House of the Lord as well. And we got a, 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 a huge cast of Individuals from all uh, various churches and walks of life. Are they different ages? Different ages, yes, they are. Um, we we have actors, some, you know. Yes, yes, we have some of the actors that were our younger people, and in my intent in was to get some of the kids from my school involved, and hopefully we can still make that happen. But we got, we say from uh, middle school all the way up to seniors in their seventies, and, and it's, so it's going to be a very very powerful cross generational uh, play. Yes, yeah, so let's talk about
0: sitting down and writing this play 30 years ago
1: mm-hmm.
0: when you was writing that were you thinking i'm gonna put this play on 30 years from now or were you thinking <laughs> this is a hot play it's now we're about to set it off now i mean what was that process like
1: knowing now looking back that's a, that's a good question so the truth of the matter is i was working at goodyear at the time and i was it was at lunchtime. and at that at that period of my life i had young family my children were were very young. I don't know if they even had started school at that point. I don't think so. So they were very young. I was very involved in church ministry and, uh, and, and service for God, and very committed to evangelism at that point. And so I'm sitting there at my desk uh, one afternoon, and it just came to me in the form of a outline. Just, you know, A, B, C, D, and just points like that. And once I wrote it, it, w- it just happened like, in, like within about 30 minutes or so. And afterwards I said, wow, this is actually a play. And so I got with a, a good friend of mine, who's now a pastor, Pastor Marshall Brandon. Uh, he was involved in theater at the University of Akron. And I said, "Man, look at this!" Let, uh, you know, he said, well, "Let's put some meat to it." So I put some meat to it and developed it out. And we did the play. Actually, we performed it uh, three nights over at the House of the Lord, and it was powerful. I think how, was, how long ago was that? That was thirty-three years ago. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so here we are. The play at the time was called uh, "The Real Good News." And so what I did is I just redid uh, uh, re, re, re some of the lines, I added different music, I, I beefed up some of the, the speaking parts that Jesus had, I brought in some other characters that he and I directed in the Bible, and then, and I rewrote it and brought it back out for, today, for today's time.
0: Cat, I think you just said this was a remix. What it sounds like. Sounds like a remix.
1: It's
0: a remix. It's a remix. <laughs> Again, this show is going to happen two days. So nice. They got to put it on twice. <laughs> September the 20th and the 21st. Hope 24 7 production presents the gospel, the power of God for salvation. So, which is great. Let's talk about a little bit about um, the power of God.
1: Go on. <laughs>
0: Let's do it. So, so, why is it important? I know you got you work with young people, but why is it important to take on the undertaking of spreading the word, the good news, if you will, to to people? I mean, I mean, we go to church on Sunday, Bible study. We go to church. You hear you know what I'm saying? My wife makes yeah. me go on yeah. the extra day to the pastor's anniversary, you know I mean? We yeah. in church, so why another day? I mean, why another day? Why is it important
1: for people to come out to this? Well see, here's the thing for me, and this is kind of different, because uh, at this stage of my life, I wouldn't really even say that I'm I'm a Christian, right? What I say that I'm a disciple of Yahshua, who was the Messiah, right? His name, he was a Hebrew, and so that was his name. So when I look at him, and I look at his life, and I look at him as being a man of color, And I look at the things that he done uh, in terms of just showing what the love of God is all about, the relationship with God, what that was all about. And I saw that he did nothing outside of the will of his father. It It just showed me how a person is supposed to live in harmony with every living thing, not just mankind, but every living thing. And so watching him and watching his life and watching how he responded to people, those people he loved, the children, the women, you know, the crippled, the blind, the lame, and even the religious leaders of that day who remind me so much of the religious leaders like today. You know, they have this form of godliness but denies the power thereof. And by that I mean there's something that happens with us when we reconnect with our spiritual oneness with God and we become one with him again there's something that happens, that, that energy, that power that, that resides in us changes us to, to help us to do those things that are more loving, that are more kind, that are more God-like. And so with this play, I'm really hoping that people will see that it's just that simple by reestablishing the relationship with God and becoming a follower of, of his principles and his guidelines. These are the things that help us to become more human with one another and more, more, uh, more kind and more loving and interactive with one another. And then, at, at, I think it's was in my 30s, I, I went down another course that just beefed all of that experience up. And it was called an african Center Rites of Passage. And in going through that process, it showed me, it realigned me to myself and my purpose, right? And my purpose and my call with life. And so by then I realized that I was actually doing my call working with youth going through this rights process. And so uh, that right there just really reaffirmed that I was on the right track. Uh, Like I said, realigning me to my purpose. Who am I? Helped me to answer those questions as a young man in my 30s. Who am I? Why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? Who am I supposed to align myself up with? What am I supposed to cut off from my life so that I can continue to live a life of purpose and then leave the legacy that I'm hoping to leave for my children?
0: Again, September the 20th, September the 21st, the gospel, the power of God for salvation. I noticed you said that the you did the African rites of passage and it helped you um, become the man you are today. And uh, I, I was surprised, I'ma just be transparent, when you dropped this on me, because I'm so used to seeing you um, from an Afrocentric perspective or a business perspective with, with the cash flow thing, we could get oh, to yeah. that. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, I, I love the wording, the power of God for salvation. Talk to us a little bit about that in particular of of how you view salvation
1: and how the power of God play into that. Okay, so one thing I think that I, as I was kind of hearing your question, I was hoping you would go down here. But I'm gonna go down here a little bit. And if, I, if I'm off track, you can bring me back. So. A lot of people think mm-hmm. that uh, when, when when I look, at, I'm not I'm not, not going to talk about all of people. I'm going to talk about me. When I look at the Bible and I look at where those stories are geographically located, it's clear that they're in places where are people of color. When I began to research the historical Christ, right, not the mythological one, I began to see that you know he was a man of color. Uh, the region was in northern Africa, and a lot of these stories I found that they were just our stories that would read. Refashioned or remade for other people's uh, financial gain, and and I say financial because you get the Roman government involved, you get uh, the Rome, which which created the Roman Catholic Church to kind of dissuade a whole movement and all that. So the history behind you know a lot of what happened in Christianity and even in Islam and some of these other religions isn't a history that's based in African history and culture, and uh, and so. it it was easy for me to make that transition as I was going through my rights to understand that, hey, wow, this this story, these stories are our stories. So it wasn't so much then about the people, it was about the principles and the ideals behind those stories. And many of them are myths uh, and some of them are facts. And so if you don't study, you know, uh, and I mean, really study using your Greek and using your Hebrew and, 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 and cross referencing words and things like that to really get a true understanding uh, of scripture and things like that. Then you're just going to be left with either your own interpretation or somebody else's, uh, whether it's a pastor or Sunday school teacher, whomever, to give you what they know. Uh, and often that's just stuff that they've learned and they're passing down.
0: Awesome. Again, the play is called The Gospel. Hey, um, Kat, read it one more time, please.
2: Hope 24-7 Productions present The Gospel, September 20th and 21st. Uh, The Power of God for Salvation. A powerful, life-changing musical production guaranteed to take you on an emotional roller coaster, transforming your life, leaving you uplifted in memory that you will never forget. It's going to be held Bookdale Community Learning Center, 1040 Copley Road, Akron, Ohio, 44310. Doors open at 6.30, performance at 7 p.m., General admission, for adults, $15. Under 18, $12.50. Special discounts for groups of 15 or more. 1040 VIP passes for current Buchtel CLC community. And again, tickets can be purchased um, at Eventbrite, Buchtel CLC, PTA, CAST members. Uh, for invoicing details, call 330-573-2774.
0: Okay, this concludes our show. Just wanna real quick, thank you for thank coming you for down and allowing me. us to get in your business. Yeah, happy real happy. quick, we got about a minute and a half. Kat McDaniels just turned 40. Whoa, yeah. happy new year. She's in the 40 <laughs> Club finally. <laughs> she was sure. awesome. How was your birthday? It was amazing. Amazing, mm-hmm. amazing. Very and nice. listen, listen, we wanna um, start our pro call off with you real quick. Give me somebody from your party there are a gathering that really came out that you wasn't expecting to come out. Really made your day.
2: Yeah, everybody there who was there. I was expecting them to be there, but I don't know. I'll give a shout out to everyone, Danielle. All right, obviously my cousin Jess, all my cousins. There's too many of them just here in in name, but um, special shout out to Danielle because she came up from Cleveland. So. Right, Danielle's
0: Danielle awesome. All right, love her.
2: Yeah,
1: give me somebody in the
0: city real quick that's making an
1: impact. Ooh, that's making an impact. I would have to say Bishop Joy Johnson. Uh, Bishop. I think he's making a, uh, a, an amazing impact um, culturally, consciously, uh, unapologetically. Um, he just has an amazing um, uh, ministry. So I, I would say him for sure.
0: All right, and I would go with Robert DeJournette. Great event for inclusion and diversity down at Quaker um, Station. Again, we'd like to thank everybody for listening and joining the show. Again, you can check us out at www.acroncommunityvoice.com. My name is Ace Epps, and that is... Kat McDaniel. Thank you for listening and enjoy your day.